Happy Tuesday, everyone. Tuesday, September 27, 2022, and welcome to a lot of twos today. Episode number 422 of The Study Session. I'm your grateful and appreciative host here, Jeremy Ritz, saying thank you, thank you, thank you for being a supporter of The Still Study, for listening, reading, and sharing with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me. So thank you for that. It's beautiful, beautiful studies. Studies, in case you haven't looked at the calendar, September is over on Friday. Can you believe it? Man, if there is one consistent theme that I talk about on this show, unrelated to the your Pittsburgh Steelers, it's the fact that time just goes by so quickly. We are already wrapping up really the first month of fall, moving into October on Saturday. The Pittsburgh Steelers season moves along. Before you know it, it's going to be the bye. Hopefully, T.J. Watt is back by that time. And today, as we move into this new, beautiful, brand new opportunity that is Tuesday, September 27th, we are going to talk about the Steelers contest this weekend against the Jets. What really is their path forward for improving and getting better how they can turn this thing around again still very early we are going to get into all that on today's study session but again my gratitude to yins love yins all don't forget about the podcast that i do with jim wexel over on his site the still city insider we will probably have a new episode coming to you soon i have to connect with jim today don't forget that the still study is now on apple Podcasts. you could subscribe and get daily updates to your feed of the study sessions and the still study podcast don't forget about that donut button if you want to take a bite of the donut if you appreciate what i do you want to buy me a beer click on that donate button you can contribute any amount that you'd like and you know that i would appreciate it yin's beautiful beautiful study anyway week three of the nfl season is wrapped up it concluded with the Cowboys win over the Giants last night. Now there are only two undefeated teams in the NFL right now. Now that would be your Philadelphia Eagles and your Miami Dolphins, both of whom the Steelers will play here in the next several weeks. They absolutely have a brutal stretch of games coming up that has them seeing in this order. I believe it starts with Buffalo at Buffalo home against Tampa Bay. Sunday night, I think this one is in Miami. Um, That's going to be a tough one. And then they go to Philly on the day before Halloween, man. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) You want to call that a gauntlet? It certainly is. Man, that will be a meat grinder for this team. They've got so much to improve and get ready for in order to be able to walk out of those contests still standing on two feet. And that happens this weekend with the Jets game. So just trying to recalibrate and get reset. What has to happen in order for this Steelers season to improve? We'll start on the offensive side of the ball. If they're going to stick with Mitch Trubisky, they're going to need more production out of the running game because he's not a guy who could put the team on his back and could lead them to victory on his arm. He can't do it. That's just not his makeup. He needs an effective running game that has the ability to not just 
run effectively, pick up first downs, but also put them in third in short situations where Trubisky can throw the short pass, which he is adept at. But here's the question. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to do that because what happens is with Trubisky in there, the defense plays a certain way because they know he doesn't stretch the field. He doesn't go down the field. So that's going to be a very significant challenge. But in order for this offense to thrive, the running game has to be effective regardless which team they're playing against. That's number one. The offensive line is improving. It's getting better. There are a lot of people who are still wanting to bury Najee Harris, saying that he was a wasted draft pick, that he can't get it done. That's nonsense. You got to give this guy some time, some space. Remember, he was injured all of training camp. I think his best games are ahead of him. And Jalen Warren, what a find he was as an undrafted rookie free agent. Give this running game some time. It will come around. But it's all going to be dependent on the rushing attack for this offense to improve and for them to be in games and to have opportunities to win games. Something else that has to happen too is the receivers for as much dissension that I'm hearing or reading about with the Matt Canada offense, these guys have to catch the football first. If you're going to criticize the offensive coordinator, then you got to make sure that you're catching the football. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, George Pickens, all all of them. They have dropped passes so far these first three games. So it's easy to sit and criticize the offensive coordinator. And I'm not saying that he's – I'm supportive of him. In fact, I'm not a fan. I don't think he's the answer at offensive coordinator. I'm not a fan of making in-season coaching changes. But if there aren't improvements soon, I would not hesitate to bounce him and then promote quarterbacks coach Mike Sullivan – But beyond that point, if we're going to acknowledge weaknesses with Matt Canada, then these receivers have to own their drops or their wrong route running. There has to be an acknowledgement and acceptance and ownership of everyone's mistakes in order for this team to get better. These receivers need to be better, point blank. So those are two things that we need to see. Talked about Trubisky. You got to see enhanced, improved quarterback play. 100%. That's got to happen. And the other thing, too, get the tight ends involved in the football game. Pat Freyermuth is ready and poised to break out this season. He's not getting involved. Get him involved in the game. That has to happen. Zach Gentry, get him involved in the game. Game. Connor Hayward. I know he's a rookie. Get him involved in the game. And going back to Matt Canada, this offense has to become more diverse, more eclectic, more varied. It's got to create mismatches. It's got to be schematic. It's got to be intentional. We're not seeing that. So there's there's a lot on offense that needs to happen. And if it doesn't start happening, that seat of Matt Canada is going to get extremely warm. And typically, like I said, I wouldn't advocate for coaching change in season. But with all that talent on offense, if dude's not getting it done, and especially if he's lost his players, you can't. That's just bad for the locker room. 
So that's a situation to monitor. Defensive side of the football. Man, you think that they have all the pieces here on defense. Tyson Alulu has not played well returning from his injury. Now, could that just be he's readjusting and getting reacclimated to the game potentially? But I did see him on his back a few times against the Browns. Larry Ogunjobi has looked inconsistent, uneven. Sometimes he's making nice plays. Other times he's not. Cam Hayward has not played well. And that's unlike him. And I talked yesterday about is it the fact that this defense is just worn out because of the sheer amount of football it's played? It could be. But that and 25 cents used to buy you a cup of coffee from Sheets or Wawa or wherever you are, Royal Farms. I mean, you look at the middle linebackers, they have played well. Devin Bush, I'll give him credit through three games. I don't want to say I'm impressed, but I'm encouraged by what I see there. There's something there. Minka Fitzpatrick kind of fell off last game. Didn't hear much about him. Terrell Edmonds had his worst game in a while, but he was due for one. He played an excellent season last year. Cam Sutton has been solid. Levi Wallace has been solid. Akella Witherspoon has struggled the last two weeks. I'm not ready to throw him out. Remember, he is still adjusting to being a starter in this league. He's not used to that role. Now, that may sound like excuse making for him. I'm not making excuses, but I'm not ready to give up on him just yet. Now, if it continues and he continues to struggle, then potentially you look at shifting over to Levi Wallace as your starter and using Witherspoon in sub packages like you did last season. Maybe he's more suited for a intermittent role similar to last year as opposed to being a starter. But those are things that are going to be answered over time. I think it's too soon to pull the trigger on any of that just yet. And then the outside backers, Alex Highsmith has done a nice job so far through three games. He's on pace to blow through 10 sacks. He's making tackles in the backfield, encouraged by what we see there. But how much does this team miss TJ Watt? Man, when you lose the best defensive player in football, there's going to be an overall impact on your team, and we're seeing it. We're seeing it. And the only thing that's going to correct that is him coming back and returning. But again, you can't rush that because you don't want him getting injured as soon as he comes back. So they have to make it work with what they have out there right now. Malik Reed hasn't played well in his absence. They've had Marvin Leal standing up as an edge. You know, they're trying a bunch of different things. In the long run, this will help and benefit the defense because they're going to become more varied. They're going to develop skill sets. But they have to figure out how to win with this makeshift, this temporary setup now so when TJ does come back, they have an opportunity to pursue that wild card. And then the last thing that I'll add here, so I talked about what needs to improve on the offense and defense. Special teams, they've been okay. Boz has been solid. But let's talk about Kenny Pickett. 
and again, I keep referring to him as the catalyst. He's he's the ace in the back pocket. Or, or you know what? A better analogy here for Kenny Pickett is the Joker. And here's why. Because we don't know. You think of a Joker card, you can change its value depending on what game you're playing. Its value is dependent on the situation. It's really an unknown. It's a, it's a wild card. We don't know what Kenny Pickett is yet. We don't know who he's going to be. We saw a lot of encouraging things in the preseason. We saw what he did last season at Pitt. Kenny is the wild card here. He's the joker. What I mean by that is he is, when this team is on the ropes, when there's no life left in this offense, when they're struggling and they hit rock bottom, that's when they're going to throw this joker card on the table. That's when they're going to give Kenny Pickett his opportunity. And based on what he produces, again, he's the wild card. We don't know what it's going to be like, how he's going to materialize. But based on that, that will dictate the outcome of the rest of the season. And so when it gets to that point, when Pickett comes in, you know that this offense has bottomed out, that this team has bottomed out, and they are looking for a charge, a jump start. And at that point, he's either going to get it done or he's not. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be smooth selling when he does come in there, but you know he could be the catalyst to either turn the season around, and if they are going to him, that tells you what they think about the current status of the team and where they're headed. If they're ready to shift over to a rookie quarterback, it doesn't mean that they're giving up on the season, but it means that they're opening themselves up to the unknown. Again, I think maybe Mitch has one game left in him where he'll get a win. He'll be efficient in the passing game, complemented by a nice running game. But I think eventually it'll come back to the mean, which is him playing a typical Mitch Trubisky game. And then it's going to be Kenny time. And my prediction is... The Tampa Bay game in Pittsburgh, Pickett will get his first start against Tom Brady. But again, even despite all of this turmoil and dissatisfaction with the offensive coordinator and adversity right now, the team playing bad, this is what makes the NFL fun. This is what makes the Steelers season fun. If it was just, oh, they got there and slobber knock people 40 to 7 every week. That wouldn't be fun. It's a journey, man. It's all about the process, the learning, the growing, players emerging, stepping up, getting better. That's what it's about. And Pittsburgh historically has never been a strong team early on in the season. They haven't been. So don't shut the door on this team's success yet. It's not going to be a typical path to success. There are still lots of bumps in the road ahead. This is not going to be a smooth ride, and we all have to be prepared for that. But that's what makes it fun. That's what makes it fun. And who knows? Maybe Pickett comes in there and just lights it up. You never know.
But anyway, studying, 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 studying. That is it. That is the end. That is the conclusion of episode number 422 of the study session here on this Tuesday, September 27, 2022. My gratitude to Yin's beautiful, beautiful studians. Hope you are having a tremendous week so far. Remember, this is the last week of September. Make sure you're getting after it, getting it done, doing something positive for yourself and someone else. That's what life's all about. It's not about you. It's about the people you care about. So make sure that you are being that person for others that you know they need you to be. I will see you back here on another edition of a study session that will be Wednesday, tomorrow, hump day, the 28th. You know I love you guys. And remember, not everybody is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But you, my black and gold brethren and sisterin, most certainly are. Peace, everyone. Make it a great day.